0: Welcome to Thriving at Home, a podcast where we discuss all things family, marriage, parenting, and relationships.
1: Our goal to disturb and disrupt the ordinary, mundane life and give you the tools to move from surviving to thriving.
0: We're your hosts, Eddie and Jessica Harrison.
1: And we're so glad you're here. Let's go.
0: all right here we are episode number two hey of everyone Driving at home podcast Woo-hoo. can you believe it
1: i can't believe it because i just love this this is fun <laughs> i love hanging out with you across the table this
0: is a lot of fun uh how you feeling you feeling good i feel
1: awesome That's how awesome. do you feel
0: pretty good other than the fact that right before we started this you walked over here to give me a kiss. And said, hey, honey, I think you need to brush your teeth.
1: Oh, I did say that. And I'm, I have to apologize for that because I actually said that to you, but I haven't yet to brush my teeth either so
0: that's right so get the plaque out of your own teeth before you get the plaque out of my teeth isn't that what the scripture says something
1: I think like that it's some, the eddie it's international Plank, version
0: it's something to do with that but anyways uh <laughs> yeah good to be back with you guys on the thriving at home podcast remember you can always find us on instagram at thriving at home pod or on facebook at thriving at home pod join us there we're just getting started the community is just now underway yes. uh, getting underway and we'd love to uh to Connect with you guys there. So today is Friday. We're recording this on a Friday and we love Fridays. We
1: love Fridays. Today is exceptionally awesome.
0: Why do we love Fridays?
1: Well, Friday is our date day. Date
0: day. Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey, hey.
1: We love date day. (laughs) We look forward to Fridays.
0: Yes. Yes. Kids are in school. Mm -hmm. We have from uh, roughly.
1: 830. Yeah, yeah. 830 ish
0: to 230. Yeah uh, with each other completely uninterrupted. Yep. Um, unless there's some issue with the kids at school, like sickness or something like that. But typically uninterrupted time together. Um, and yeah. this is our date time. This yeah. Is our,
1: so you guys, you're welcome. You came along. It's like a group date today. We're podcasting date. dating. You guys are all in on it with us. So feel yeah, the love. Cause we're just hanging out.
0: It's awesome. You made it. You, it's awesome. You're,
1: you came on part of our date. Thank you.
0: And I recognize that, um, our date time that we have set aside is um, probably more time than most couples get together. Uh, Fridays are also my day off from work, so I don't have any work to do on Friday typically. Um, so yeah, it is our it is our time to connect together on Fridays. But um, I recognize that a lot of couples don't have like the liberties that we do in the sense that um, they get a weekday off from work and... Uh, This kind of concentrated time in the morning. And so families, a lot of times, husbands and wives are oftentimes trying to fit date night or date day or whatever Mm -hmm. into these moments where the family is just peddled to the metal. And so today we're going to talk about how to date your spouse and how to make this date thing work even when life is crazy, even when things are just bananas off the wall going nuts.
1: Yeah, because you can do it. Like, let let this be an encouragement to you. Drop. Just have the open mindset as you listen to this. Take the practical steps and the next steps we're going to give you guys and just make a decision. We're going to try to do this. We can do this. Anyone can do this. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So to get us started, I wanted to ask you a question. OK. And I did not prep you for this. Uh oh. I did not uh, plan on asking you this question. Knowing
1: you, this could be anything then.
0: But what is the worst date that we've ever been on?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That we've ever, and I'm setting myself up here because (laughs) I, this may be, I might be setting myself up for heartbreak right now. I don't even know. But what is the worst date that you and I have ever been on?
1: Okay, a couple things come to mind, but I'm... Ah, do I have like permission to speak freely here? I'm ah. yes. okay. So I asked
0: the question, so I deserve whatever's coming to me.
1: Okay, in my book, you plan so many wonderful dates, and let me just preface this by saying you are wonderful. You're so great. Thank you. But I, thank you. It's, the you're the too much, thing really. that comes to mind would be. We were married and our it was our one year anniversary. Yes. And oh gosh. It, and it was here and to me, for some reason in my head, I think first year anniversary is just huge. Like in my head, as a wife, as a woman, every other year, like I'm okay with just dinner or whatever. Not but for some reason in my mind The one year had to be big because we just came off of like the wedding, you know, like the year prior. So, but we were living in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at the time in our little one bedroom apartment. So much love, just loving life together, touring, singing, doing ministry. Our one year anniversary is here and you we get in the car and we just go to Franklin, which has just got eateries in a mall. And we're like getting yeah, for, lost. And by the way,
0: for those of you who are familiar with Franklin, Franklin wasn't half of what it is no, now back then. N- not you
1: even. Know. But it had like the cool restaurants like the Macaroni Grill. And like back then that was cool. <laughs> and like we, you were just kind of going to go there for the day and explore and no plan I had no plan he didn't have a plan other than
0: we were headed there
1: we were just headed to Franklin and we kind of couldn't find where like the cool stuff was we were kind of driving around like the parkway I and I I got a little sad yes so that was probably it but you did make up for it well we got we got
0: lost we did get we got lost (laughs) this is before you know Waze or GPS or anything like that uh or before we had one anyways yeah um and we got lost And so, not only did we drive aimlessly to Franklin, we got lost in Franklin, didn't know where we were at, um, and spent a good portion of our afternoon, I remember, trying just to find the main road so that we could. Yeah, and we're like,
1: didn't somebody say the factory at Franklin was cool? Maybe we should go there. Where was it? I don't even know. It was kind of a
0: tip to all you rookies out there. (laughs) <laughs> Jessica, she's signaling for a sound effect of, of that <laughs> want, want, want thing. So, um, so just a tidbit for all you rookies out there in marriage, just have a plan. Any plan is better than no plan. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes.
1: But do you remember that I something else comes to mind? By the way, he... People, he totally redeemed himself, and we went to see Miss Saigon and a Show on Broadway, a Gorgeous Dinner. Like we redid our first anniversary like a few weeks later, so yes. it was a total redemptive moment. And you're awesome, like ninety nine point nine percent of Thank the time. You. You're nearly, you're so great. But Thank anyway, you. Um, do you remember that super awkward double date that we went on? This was not your fault. This one. Yes. But do you remember that? Yes. It was like near.
0: I, yeah, go ahead.
1: It was like near Valentine's Day, uh huh, and we we were already married at this point, but we had friends that were gonna see about dating each other, so we were on they a double date. They had not dated;
0: they had not dated before, but they were they were like interested.
1: Right, they were know. interested, and this was their first date ever. But and it was we a were kind of we
0: were sort of playing matchmaker a little bit, a tiny bit, yeah.
1: And we went to this really nice Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. and. We looked over the menu options and we decided and they decided to order the um, like the set menu, the Valentine's dinner Day, for two, dinner for two, prefix, set menu, prefix menu. Yeah. And then the bill comes to the table. And what what happened?
0: Oh, my gosh, it was it was bad. So, um, by the way, let me preface this in case they're ever listening to this. <laughs> they're both wonderful people and I love them dearly. We won't use their names because we would never want to out them. I love them both mm-hmm. very, very. much. Yeah, they very just much. weren't right for each other, and that's they okay. Right, but he got up. Um, remember, they'd gotten the dinner for two. It was like eighty nine dollars for two two dinners, dessert, wine, the whole deal. And at the end of the dinner, he got up and went to the front of the restaurant and paid his half of the meal, and then brought the ticket back to her to pay her half.
1: And you felt so like you felt the like. Oh, i was so awkward that you paid for her I our felt friends meal
0: awful i felt awful because yeah. like it was a totally it was a total like unaware situation it wasn't like i don't even think this guy i don't even think this guy he it's not like he was trying to do anything make a statement he was just he was doing the the fiscally responsible thing <laughs> in the moment and but in the moment it was this thing where it was like oh no like she had expectations as to what this dinner for two prefix she was is.
1: hoping it was a full on date, meaning you pay for me and everything.
0: And he was not picking up on all those vibes. No. Anyways, needless to say that relationship didn't work out. Uh, we were over, over for, for one on the, uh, matchmaking, matchmaking opportunities. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was extremely, extremely awkward. So as we get into this topic about dating your spouse and how to date your spouse successfully, we've got some just really practical, simple tips to give people. But first, I want to read to you some statistics that Red Book Magazine put out in 2016.
1: Look at you with the research. I know. Coming in with the research. I am. That's
0: what we do now, now that we do podcasts. We have to have actually some facts to back up. That's right. To back up this nonsense that we keep talking about. So um, I'm interested to see if this first one resonates with you. It says 23% of women said date night is about romance. Only 23%. What is that? Does that seem high or low to you?
1: I mean, to me, that seems low. I'm shocked by only 23%. I mean, for me, I think of a date and I very much think of romance.
0: Yeah. So uh, on the other side of this, 59% of women said that date night is about getting back on the same page. So when I read the first statistic, 23% said it's about romance. I was like, man, that's really low. It seems low. Mm -hmm. But then I read 59% are all about it being a a time when they can get on the same page with their spouse. And it made more sense to me.
1: I mean, it's good to get on the same page, but wouldn't it be better if we got on the same page Outside a date night, and then we like took it to a whole nother level with like fun <laughs> and just connecting instead of like having to use that time to be rea- on the same page.
0: But the reality is, is that most couples are are so they they're, they're, they're so, in the weeds. Yeah, they're such. Yeah. They're so in the weeds with life and their and their relationships and family and kids and whatnot and jobs careers. Um, that that man is so easy. I mean, we've experienced this. It's no, so have, easy yeah. to not be on. It's so easy to be in the same room together. Every day of the week and not be on the same page.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: and have different motives and different. And I would say, even when it comes to our date days on Friday, in the past, not so much lately, we've been much more, we've been much better about this and much more intentional about this. But in the past, there have been times where we get in some of our worst uh, discussions or even arguments on Fridays because we both wake up with a different set of expectations.
1: Right. I mean, and
0: we don't talk about them. But we haven't talked about them. We're so much better at it now. But earlier in our marriage, we would wake up and you would have one set of expectations for the day. I would have another set. We would never communicate them to each other. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves frustrated. Yeah,
1: Expectations kill relationships, especially yeah. the ones unspoken. Not expectations
0: kill relationships, oh. unspoken. Expect-
1: unspoken. Expect- <laughs> yes. Thank you yeah. for that. It's
0: okay to have I do. You
1: guys, rabbit trail. I do stuff like this all the time. I'm going to totally wrap myself out right now, but I literally thought for like 20 years of my life that a church potluck was a potluck. And potlock. somebody had to tell me like, you're saying it wrong. Yep. It's bad. Yep. I'm sorry. Think This is why I have you in my life. You also Thank thought,
0: you. wasn't it you that thought? That one the... is
1: good, though. The people don't need more than one analogy. <laughs> right, Let's well, just, all right. we're good. All right, so I do that.
0: We t- back to the statistics with Redbook for a minute. 62% of the ladies said that they always dress up a little bit for date night.
1: Yeah, I do. I, generally 80% of the time.
0: Yeah. And I think we're far enough into our marriage now and so comfortable with each other that um, when we dress up, it's more for just making the night extra special. It's not to, um, it's not to like um, meet an expectation, I guess is what's there. Like if, if we go on a date, we're going to movies, we're going to yeah. dinner, whatever, and we go in t-shirt and jeans, I don't at all feel like, oh, she doesn't care about this date because she's only wearing t-shirt and jeans.
1: Right. And it's the same thing of, I don't know if you, I'm going to, I don't know if you realize this, but there's a lot of the days that I don't, I didn't need to be working or I'm a realtor. Maybe I was just home with the kids that day or did paperwork from home. There are actual times I, if I hadn't put on makeup yet that day, I do it. Not because I don't think that you're going to love me when you come home, but like, it's just to say like, I did this for you. Like I wanted to look presentable and nice for sure. you. And the same rule for date night applies. It's like, it's great to be comfortable with one another, but it, you don't want to be so comfortable that you just never give effort.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 what's beautiful about that is that if I do come home and you don't have makeup on, or if I we do go on a date and you're not dressed, you know, in like a, Ball gown or right. a, a cocktail dress. <laughs> um, it's it's not a disappointment. No, it's it's we're very comfortable with each other, and yeah. so that's that's a little bit of the difference between being married for sixteen years and being in a dating relationship or newly married, something like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, that's just one of the things. So, fifty uh, percent. This is the the most depressing statistic of all of them. I think fifty percent of these ladies say that the number one reason date night gets canceled is because they are too tired to go out.
1: That is really sad. It's awful. That's terrible. And I there have been moments I think back and I I mean I can relate. I think we all could relate. Sure. Nursing moms, the babies up all night. Yeah. We, even if newborns phase who those were some tired days, like our third born child, Lucas Edward bless his soul. He did not sleep (laughs) for the whole entire first year of his life. And that was some serious sleep deprivation. Yeah. And, but we pushed through, like we did it anyway. It's not quantity or it's not, um, you know, quantity over quality. You get to be a quality time for one hour, 60 minutes. You can find an hour. And
0: ultimately what the statistic is saying is that 50% of women have, have, Decided that the thing that the very thing that could give them life in their relationships, mm-hmm. that the very thing that they could fuel their tank, the very thing that could um, uh, replenish them is the thing that they avoid because just life is too crazy. Life is too busy. It's too tiring. And I would even say, I don't want to put it all on the ladies. I would say with men, um, that number is probably higher because men don't naturally have a, um, a a desire or a need for this like knee to knee, hands in hands connection time. Mm-hmm. Two guys can sit on a couch and watch a football game, never say a word to each other, and get up at the end of the game and go, man, that was a great hang, right. you know what I mean? Right. And and very much uh, the same with their spouse. If they're not careful, they can just become just kind of like uh, co, you know. Roommates. Yeah, roommates with their spouse and just kind of sit down next to each other. And men feel like, man, we've been hanging out all I'm the, with her all had, the time. We got, we, every night's date night. We watch this show and this show and this show. And the reality is, is that doesn't um, it count. The women, like just women in general. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't want to put a blanket statement over everybody, but women in general desire eye to eye, face to face, knee to knee, toe to toe kind of connection and relationship. And that's why it's important um, to set aside that time, which leads us to our first point. Yeah. Pick a time that works for you.
1: Declare the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Is just declaring when is this going to happen and if you don't plan it it will not happen and we've been yeah. in those seasons um if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always gotten yeah and so um enough excuses there's like i'm speaking very seriously enough excuses enough with the excuses i've heard it all i have friends with young tons of friends with young children we're all listen we're all busy mm-hmm. but you either make your marriage a priority or you're, you know they, they say your kids You're so much better off when your relationship is healthy or even if you're empty nesters and all the kids are out of the house, what better time to reconnect and get to know each other and remember who you were before the kids.
0: Yeah. And if you're like me, you're, you're a person who values spontaneity, Mm -hmm. who values kind of like being able to go wherever the wind takes you. um, You may resist this idea of scheduling out your date nights. You may resist this idea of, of putting it on the calendar for the next couple of months or the next couple of weeks or whatever that looks like for you. Um, But let me, let me just say this is that when, when I learned to start scheduling out things like date night, um, that it wasn't so much about time management as much as it was an expression of love that, Hey, I have enough forethought, enough vision to think about you, Jessica, and put this on the calendar as a way to say, here's something to look forward to, but also I am planning on connecting with you. And that has helped us in some of the busier times in life, some of the more hectic times of life. If we know that we have a date night coming up in a week yeah. or in a month, uh, oftentimes it doesn't go a month before we have one. But yeah. um, if we know that there's one on the calendar coming up, then we, we have more strength in those times of difficulty to push through, to get through knowing that there's going to be a time, uh, like these statistics to speak to, where we can experience romance, where we can get back on the same page
1: yeah i w- I would agree with that that's really that scripture comes to mind preferring one another in love that it spoke so like volumes to me that yeah. you were saying i'm setting this time aside for us for you and for me and it makes me it made me feel it continues to make me feel really loved by you yeah. so thank you
0: and plan picking a time is a lot of work it uh, is. planning date night can be a lot of work but what what we're not saying here is that every date Uh, every date has to be this big lavish dress up, go out, get a steak, you know, go to a movie, spend a hundred dollars, spend, you know, it doesn't have to be that it can be as simple as an hour after the kids go to bed where you take intentional time to sit and connect with one another fireplace on coffee in hand, looking at each other phones away, all that stuff to actually make that time to connect with one another.
1: Yeah. And I would encourage everyone out there, um, take turns planning, Yeah, we we have done this um, where we take turns planning. Actually, fun fact about how we do anniversaries. Let's tell them how we do anniversaries. Sure. So we decided really early on that every five years we would take a trip together. We would go away together. It could be a drive from the house. It could be a, a mass, like Hawaii. We did Hawaii for our 10-year. Yeah. Um, we did New York for our 15-year. Yep. I, but wait, I should have gone in order. Honeymoon was Mexico. We redid Mexico for even longer in a better room because we had saved money yeah, for our five-year. Five year. Yep. And then our 10-year was Hawaii. Our 15-year was New York. And I'm hoping for Europe for 20, just putting that plug in there, but we'll, we'll talk about it, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, and
0: that gives us just a little sidebar. It gives us time to plan. Yeah. So there's there's no, there, we know what to expect. Um, We plan those things together. Um, So like it's not yeah. like I'm planning the trip and you're not privy to where we're going. Right. Or vice versa. So we're planning those things together and it gives us a goal financially to shoot for. So this idea of like, oh, well, nice, you guys can just pick up and go to Hawaii. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It we, was like. It was five years of planning exactly. that got us to Hawaii. And
1: the anniversaries in between, we don't do gifts for right. our anniversary because we know if we hold on to it, like if we wait, we get a trip together. So the in-betweens, we normally go to a nice dinner. Depending on how life is feeling, if it's feeling chaotic, we'll try to like chaotic. We'll try to just go away for like one night. And like this past anniversary, our 16th was um, last week. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, I got this, babe. I'm going to plan it. And we went to Yucca Valley. We went to the desert and Joshua Tree And my goal was to do everything we've, things we had never done together. Yeah. Rock climbing, explore Joshua Tree National Park, hike, go to a restaurant we never eaten at, like everything new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing for you. The adventure and the new. Me, I'm a, I'm a little bit more of an old man in the sense that, (laughs) uh, in the sense that I'm like, well, give me the chicken and biscuits again. Kind of thing. Like I, I, I'm more of a routine guy. So. One of the beautiful things about our relationship is that you push me into new things that I wouldn't do otherwise. Uh, And that's just a a beautiful thing that that happens. So uh, pick your time. Pick a time that works for you. It could be an hour a week after the kids go to bed. It could be one night a month. It could be any rhythm. There is no wrong way to do this other than not doing it. The only wrong way to do this is to not do it. And then take turns planning. Don't leave the burden of planning on one person. Uh, work on it together uh, or take turns. Say you plan this week, I'll plan next week. You plan mm-hmm. this month, I'll plan next month. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, and then the second thing we want to encourage you to do is to set the rules of your date night. Like, what are going? What are what are the rules for date night? What are the things that you will do? What are the things that you won't do? And this is not a legalistic thing. This is not like a. Um, Uh, this is, this is, these are just guardrails to keep your date night on track to be the thing that you planned for it to be, which is that time of romance and that time of reconnection. So Jess, what are some of the things that we do, some of the rules that we set for our date nights?
1: Yeah. So we try to put our phones away or we don't look at our phones. um, Unless normally, in fact, it speaks huge to me that Eddie will leave his phone at a drawer at the house and we go out and I have my phone just in case the babysitter needs us cuz we still have small children at home that are being watched but he like I have his full attention. Yeah. And I love that because work and ministry there's always people that need him. Um and I love to share him with them and that's how God has designed us and wired our family to serve and our kids need him as a dad, but wow, like those moments I know he is looking at me. He is listening to me. I have the floor. He has like, that's great. So we put away the phones for the most part. We try not to talk about just business as usual, meaning the dog's got a UTI. The kid skinned his knee. Wait, the dog has what? A UTI.
0: A u- oh, urinary track is, infection? Yeah, the dog is sick. We don't have a dog. But if we had a dog, he would probably have a urinary tract infection.
1: People's dogs get that. It's a thing. <laughs> People it's just have, interesting
0: that that was your first one. That was like your go-to. Like, somebody
1: just oh. had a dog with that. I think that I was like praying for their dog or something. Like legit. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that came to mind. You know, but business as usual, meaning like Chandler totally didn't turn in his homework. And I got a message from the teacher. Yeah. All of these things that are just the business of life. We try to if at all possible, like take a step back from just the business as usual talk and actually try to, to, to have the conversation flow with three different criteria. Mm-hmm. The first being let's reminisce about the past, like fun things, memories about us. We're 16 years into this thing now. I'm so proud of our 16 years, Absolutely. babe. And we have a lot to look back on and be like, remember when this, Yeah. Because if you're out there listening and you you are in the phase of life that we are in with small children, some some days when the one had a blowout in his diaper, the other one is <laughs> like, the other one just spilled the sugar jar. Why was the sugar jar even out? The whole pound of sugar in the glass sugar jar? I have no idea. But he got it out without asking while I was just trying to blow dry my hair. And then the older one is like banging on the piano. And this is all happening at the same time, simultaneously. Right. And it is chaotic. In those moments, holy cow. In fact, I just forgot what I was talking about. <laughs>
0: like, You're talking about three, three criteria. She, yes. had, the, the idea is that on date night, you get out of the weeds because right there. You
1: forget who you were as a couple before the kids. That's like That was, was a perfect illustration because
0: <laughs> as you got caught up in the craziness of our life, which is the reality of our life. So funny. As you get caught up in the craziness, you forget you forget really why you're there. You forget yes. why you're on date night. You forget that the purpose yes. is for romance and reconnection. So
1: reminisce and then be in the now, like be a student of your spouse, right? Talk about like, hey, yeah. what are you loving right now? Like what's your favorite music you're listening to right now? What's happening with this? Like the right now. And then also set us at a time in the conversation to dream together.
0: Yeah. You asked me a question. We were, we were hiking last week on our anniversary trip. And you asked me a question. You said, uh, is blue, your, is blue still your favorite color? Yes. And I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. And then I started thinking, I was like, I think purple's her favorite color, but I can't, I'm pretty sure, but I need to get an update. What's your favorite (laughs) color? You know, it's just simple stuff like that, that like when you were dating, you know, when we were 17, 18 years old and we were dating That's stuff that we would sit around and talk about for hours.
1: Yeah, when you're first dating, like everything about your love and is so exciting. Yeah. Everything about the other person is so exciting. Like you are a student of them. You study them. You look for little ways you can leave them notes or bring them little gifts and like everything's exciting. When you settle into what real life looks like newsflash love is the tuesdays
0: right love is the tuesdays that's a great song by the way
1: it is like just oh my gosh love is the tuesdays it is just those moments where you are loving each other despite having to do the bills and everything and not to be a downer like life is beautiful and life is awesome but you also have to take care of things right yeah and so i think just continuing to study your spouse and be a student of your spouse is awesome, and it's it's really great, and.
0: Yeah, Love is the Tuesdays is a phenomenal song. So good. And I uh, i wanna, I was gonna give credit to whoever, the guy that, I think it's Jake Scott, Jake Scott, that's who it is, I didn't wanna mention his song and not give him credit so for So
1: download it on Spotify, you guys. Oh
0: my gosh, it's such it's, a great song, and it's so true.
1: Play oh, it on your next date. Yeah, play <laughs> it
0: on your next date, absolutely. Yeah. So the idea is pick the time, Uh, set the rules and eliminate distractions. By the way, if you want a great resource on eliminating the distractions and managing technology specifically well within your family and within your marriage, there's a great book by a guy named Andy Crouch who wrote the book called The Tech Wise Family. And uh, there's a concept in there all about parenting your phone and putting your phone to bed at a certain time. Parenting
1: your phone, I like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a a great, great book to help you manage expectations when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to technology in your family to help you in, when yeah. it comes to date night. So pick the time, set the rules, and then, and then the last thing, about plan the conversation. conversation. And we've hit on this already, but guys, remember, you're probably not gonna have your phone with you because we're eliminating the distractions. So even if you need some conversation starters, write down some things that you wanna talk about and put it in your pocket. Um, So that you have it with you when you're in the moment and especially when you're new at this when you're when you're doing this date night thing for the first time or the first couple of times um, it can be a little intimidating in the moment to come up with conversation because it seems trivial in light of everything else you got going on in your life but really it's those small questions like how like you know there's there's things that you can do like um, we do what it's called happy crappy. Mm-hmm. So we'll ask each other, hey, what was happy about this last week? What was crappy about this last week? There's other people who do the same thing. They call it roses and thorns, or they call it highs and lows. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can do this, but it's a common language that when you say it, it starts a discussion that you guys can actually center yourselves around and get back on the same page. And I think that as you find, as these, as these statistics say, um, as far as 59% of people saying it's about getting back on the same page... I think really what they're saying is that when we get on the same page, we experience true connection and true romance. And so today, no matter where you are, the only wrong way to do date night is to not do it. So we hope that you'll take the initiative to start dating your spouse, to giving them your full undivided attention, We're so glad you guys joined us here on the Thriving at Home podcast. Again, you can find us on Instagram at Thriving at Home Pod or on Facebook at Thriving at Home Pod. We'll see you next time.
1: See you next time.